Welcome to the Ladies Who Lead podcast. I'm your host, SK Vaughn. This is a community of women supporting women. Each week, we'll hear from ordinary ladies doing extraordinary things. We'll cover topics like diversity and inclusion, gender pay gap, and respect in the workplace. We want to celebrate with you and hear stories of success and hard lessons learned. Whether you're a lady who leads in the boardroom or a lady who leads in your community, this is the place for you. So buckle up, girlfriend. Let's do this. Olivia Roberts is a native of Shannon, Mississippi, and was appointed by the Biden-Harris administration to serve as a Deputy White House Liaison at the U.S. Department of Justice in the Office of the Deputy Attorney General. Prior to her political appointment, she worked on the Biden-Harris presidential campaign as a paid media associate focusing on implementing strategies to increase African-American voter turnout in the 2020 elections using paid media advertisements and as Deputy Press Secretary for the U.S. House Representatives Committee on Energy and Commerce, where she assisted in executing communication strategies to amplify the committee's political agenda. She is graduate as a Wolcott Scholar from the George Washington University with a Master of Public Administration and as a summa cum laude with her Bachelor of Arts in Communication from Mississippi State University. Olivia is an active member of the Mississippi Society of Washington, D.C.'s board, the Junior League at Washington, and Kappa Delta Sorority's National Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Committee. Olivia is the founder of the Dream Keeper Initiative, a mentorship program to empower young girls and teens to overcome life challenges through education, character development, and sisterhood. Welcome, Olivia. Thank you. Thank you. I'm so excited to be joining you today. I think the Ladies Who Lead podcast is such a wonderful opportunity to just show the world what women are made of and what we can do. So I'm so excited to be joining you today. Awesome. Well, we're so excited to have you. So I like to start the podcast off with how are you thriving and how are you surviving this week? It's just a fun way to kind of get things moving. So I'll kick us off. I think it's just been ever present this last year, especially as we just passed the anniversary of um, you know, the, the pandemic um, that we're all facing. COVID has just been so hard for everyone. And I'm just mentally ready, personally, for just everyone to get vaccinated and for all businesses to open back up. I'm just really looking forward to that day. And I think we'll all uh, mentally, physically feel our best when that day happens. And so just kind of surviving this week as, as kind of things are continuing to gear up for that, just being ever present and mindful of our current situation has just kind of forced me this last year let alone just this week of how am I surviving and, and being proud of myself for getting up, you know, each day and putting my best foot forward. So that's really how I've been currently surviving and then thriving for me, you know, I'm slowly making my house into a home. And so that's been a really great passion project for me to kind of throw myself into. Um, it's just been really energizing and just um, encouraging to see different spaces transform and, and feel more like home. So that's how I'm currently surviving and thriving this week. What about you, Olivia? Ah, so I think how I'm most thriving right now is this past week, I had an opportunity to speak to um, some high school students here in Washington, D.C. about broadcast journalism. And I got to speak also to some Girl Scout troops about business etiquette. And I really, really love like investing back into the next generation. And so that really like added a lot of energy to my week. And that was very um, fulfilling for me this week. And then how am I surviving? Um, the weather in DC surprisingly has been a little bit warmer than normal. And so I have really taken this weekend, like advantage of that this weekend 
and have been walking a lot outside and hanging with a couple friends, socially distant, of course, um, grabbing lunch, you know, having a little picnic. And that has really helped with like mental health for me just to be able to enjoy the outdoors in a city, at least. Awesome. Much like Washington, D.C., we're having a beautiful spring day. So it's been nice to kind of get outside and see different colors and things bloom. So good for you. All right. Well, let's just dive on in. You know, tell me, you know, how did you go from a girl from Shannon, Mississippi to a woman taking on Washington, D.C.? Yeah. So I'm so glad you asked that because oftentimes people don't even know where Shannon, Mississippi is. And I love to tell people, you know, I am that girl from Shannon. Um, But I will say that I ended up in DC um, based off some previous experiences. I started visiting DC through the Congressional Award Program in 4-H and was visiting DC my, I believe, 11th grade year um, in high school. And was visiting to receive my Congressional Gold Medal. And at that time, I had the opportunity to meet with Congressional members who were investing in the program, as well as um, I ran into some other Mississippians who were in DC working. And at that moment, I said, you know, I could end up in a career here in DC. And this lady who was from Mississippi also was working in communication. And so immediately after I interacted with her and got to meet um, some of the congressmen, I was like, you know, I think I'm gonna change my career trajectory and I want to pursue a career in political communications and come work on Capitol Hill one day. Um, And I have to say that, let me stress, having a good village is so important um, because several mentors and people who, family members and friends who were supporting me were the main encouragers and those people who would help provide the resources and tools to help me launch my career in DC. Um, so I have to give a lot of credit to my village, but I have to also give credit to the Congressional Award Program for introducing me and exposing me to careers in Washington, DC. That's awesome. That's really cool. So explain to our listeners who may just not be aware, what is the role of a deputy White House liaison and what does your day-to-day look like? Yeah, so um, the deputy White House liaison role is a political appointment, which each administration or presidential administration has 4,000 political appointments across all of the governmental or federal governmental agencies that they can appoint for. And so my position is at the Department of Justice. And so I'm serving as a liaison between the White House and the department to ensure that the agency's needs are being met, um, as well as just working to seek out diverse candidates who are interested in serving as well at the Department of Justice. Um, so I have a lot of, I have a lot of um, opportunities to meet other people, meet diverse candidates, as well as I have now taken on a little bit of a role of helping in the public affairs department. And so now I'm getting a chance to help strategize what are the best ways to engage with minority media outlets so they know the great work of the Department of Justice. So why do you feel it is important to have diversity and representation on Capitol Hill and to be able to amplify those voices? So... When I was working or when I was interning on Capitol Hill, I noticed there weren't very African-American and especially African-American women working in communications. And so I saw the need for me, one, to maybe even get even more serious about pursuing this career in communication. But, you know, because of the very few minorities who are in this field, it's so important that we are using our platforms to tell the stories to our communities, because if there's no representation, then that means no one is there 
to um, prioritize the needs of the community as well as make sure the community is understanding what's going on. And so um, we are the best advocate for ourselves as being women, uh, being an African-American woman working in DC. And I think that's somewhere like we can have a real impact is being able to use our platforms, working on Capitol Hill, working communication, working on the legislative and policy side and use that to be an advocate for our communities. Because like I said, no one else understands what our culture needs, our community needs as much as we, we do ourselves. That is very true. So tell us about, you know, your experience serving as the paid media associate for President Biden's presidential campaign. Um, and then like, what lessons did you learn throughout that experience? Ah, that was such a cool um, experience. I never, ever pictured myself working on a presidential campaign growing up in life. But, you know, as you continue throughout your career and you're exposed to different opportunities, um, doors just open up. And this is a wonderful door that I'm grateful for because um, it was such an eye-opening and rewarding growing experience. I, during the campaign, I was working very long hours, you know, waking up at 6.37 a.m. and working until 1 or 2 o'clock in the morning and doing it all over again. Uh, but during that time, I realized, you know, how much work I could really take on at once and how much better of a, a multitasker I was than I thought before, um, just as there were so many moving parts. And I found it very fascinating to just see all of the moving parts of a presidential campaign and how they all come together to send out this one message of why this candidate should be selected as president and what their priorities are. Um, my particular position was working in paid media, and I was focusing on African-American paid media. Um, and paid media are basically all the ads that you see across television, on the radio, um, that you see on social media. And so it was really cool because I, because I was focusing on the African-American um, community, I really got to see in the end how much it contributed to the high voter turnout within the African-American community. Um, and it was really cool just to hear people say, you know, I saw this ad or I saw that ad and it was an ad that I got to help work on. Um, and I think the biggest lesson that I learned throughout that entire experience was to really embrace every opportunity that's presented to you um, as an opportunity to grow and to learn from others. And while networking, you know, they say it's who you know helps get you to where you are. Networking is so important, but what's even more important is to build genuine relationships with the people that you are meeting along the way. Um, because at some point you will also be able to help them in whatever they're trying to achieve or accomplish. Um, I loved every moment of working on the presidential campaign. I may decide to do it again in the future, um, but I encourage anyone if you're interested at all in working in political communications, like it's a wonderful opportunity um, to just grow and really see how um, the entire system operates when it comes to working a campaign. Yeah. And just being able to see like your hard work pay off for better turnout, like you mentioned, like that's got to be pretty cool and rewarding to sit back and be like, wow, like the methods, the tactics that we took, it really actually did make the difference. And so that's got to be pretty encouraging to, to see that come to fruition. Mm -hmm. It is most definitely. Great. Well, I have to mention this because I've, I've known you for a while, Olivia, and you were in pageants for, for a while. Um, what was that experience like? And do you feel like pageants helped shape your worldview or prepared you for that next season in life? Or what has been your experience in the pageant world? So I have enjoyed every moment that I have had competing in the Miss America organizations and pageants in general. Um, I have to give a lot of credit to the experience that I had within it um, because 
a lot of the life skills that I have now, I gained them by competing in the Miss America organization. Um, a lot of the scholarships I received were awarded through the Miss America scholarship, the Miss America organization. And I have to say that when you have to prepare for interview, it is really giving you the life skills to prepare for inter any interview that you will be faced with throughout your career. Um, competing in physical fitness, I learned what the importance of, you know, working out, eating a well-balanced diet. Um, and then when I was preparing for talent, you know, being a dancer, as you know, SK, that it takes a lot of practice and it takes a lot of poise. And so that is a skill that I think you can use um, throughout your entire life. And Miss America's motto is preparing great women for the world and preparing the world for great women. And so I think that is exactly what it has done. It's taught me how to write that resume, how to interview successfully, how to um, network and meet the right people and make sure you're in the right room at the right time. And so I have to give the pageant a lot of credit for the skills that I've acquired this far. I absolutely love that. And I feel like that's a testament to your hard work and just your ability to think on your feet and to be able to um, do a lot of different things. I think pageants have so much purpose and so much value in creating women to go out there and really conquer the world. So that's awesome. Mm -hmm. How do you define success? I feel like everyone defines it differently, but I like to ask this question to each person because I feel like we all have our different metrics for success, but how do you define success? Yeah, so success to me is, you know, setting a personal goal, creating a gameplay or strategy um, to reach that goal. And then I think once you've reached your point of excellence for yourself, um, I don't think anyone else can set that point of excellence for you. But once you have reached that point of excellence for yourself, that's when you are truly accomplished and you've reached your point of success. Um, so for me, I am a list maker and I am um, I like to check those boxes off of my list. And so every single time that I am checking a box off to get closer to my personal goal, I feel like I'm reaching my point of success. So I think for anyone, it's setting that goal, um, setting a point of excellence for yourself and then reaching that point. And for you, that means you have reached that point of success. Nice. I have to agree with that. So what is the best piece of advice that you've received and, and how have you applied it to your current life and your current way of thinking? Yeah, I actually have been thinking about this lately, too, just because, you know, working in the political world and changing from one career to the next career can be very challenging. And sometimes you have to reflect back on the advice that people have shared with you. And I want to share two pieces, actually. Um, one was from Dr. David Beckley. He's actually my cousin and the former president of Russ College in Holly Springs, Mississippi. And he said, Olivia, don't let anyone tell you what you can or cannot do, but let it be your choice um, because you have to live with that decision. And he said that because I was coming from small town, Mississippi, and it really hit home for me because you don't see just every day a African-American female working in political communications from Mississippi. And when he told me, you know, it doesn't matter that you come from a small town, it's how you apply yourself um, and the decisions that you make is, is only going to impact me. And he was so right. Um, so I use that as a reminder all the time that, you know, no um, ceiling is too hard to reach or no glass is too hard to be shattered to continue to motivate myself. And then the second piece of advice I think that I've received that really stuck with me lately is that Karen Andre, who works um, currently right now in the White House, she said to pass it forward, 
And you hear that all the time, you know, pass it forward. But when she said it recently, it hit me differently. Um, And what she meant by that is like, you know, people have invested in you and now it's time for you to pass it forward. And so I think now it's my duty as like a young woman working or freshly in my career to start investing in the next generation so that they too can see what their options and what the possibilities are as they're pursuing their college careers or even about to embark upon a new career. Um, I think it's now my responsibility to pass it forward. Yes, I'm here for it. I love both of those pieces of advice because I think they ring true in today's society. And and it's also just something to be mindful of throughout, no matter what stage of life that you're in, right? Like, I think we're only as good as the people that we surround ourselves with. And so it's like, as long as you're empowering others and investing in others, like that's how you really build something great. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that's really just amazing advice. Now it's time for the Leading Ladies We Love Rapid Fire Game. Are you ready for this, Olivia? Yeah, I mean, does it all just have to be someone famous or can it just be anyone in general? Um, It can be anyone in general, it can be both. Um, It's really up to you. So I'll list out adjectives that best describe um, different types of women. And this is just really an opportunity for you to shout them out. So are you ready to do this? Yes. All right, so the first word I'm gonna say is leader. Michelle Obama. I mean, she's leading the when we all vote effort right now to try to register and change the culture around voting. So Michelle Obama. Okay, the next word is eloquent. Uh, Camille Young. She's from, she graduated from my high school in Shannon and she, uh, I think everything she does is very like eloquent and she just, um, any room she's in, it's just her, 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 you can tell her presence is there and she's so graceful um, and her interactions with you, with you are so genuine. And so I have to give her that one. All right, next word is bold. Oh, Ashley ATN. Um, this is a lady who I consider a, to be a mentor of mine here in DC. Um, and I think that she has such bold ideas. She has a bold voice when she's in the room and she's just a woman who is very strong and powerful in her career. And so Ashley ATN for that one. The next word is real. Ooh, real. I think that I want to say Ashley Allison, um, who's another woman who I really um, look up to here in DC as well. Um, She just tells you how it is. And I appreciate that. You always need someone to lay the land for you. And to, um, when you're pursuing a career to just be like, you know, here's what you should be thinking about. Here's what you shouldn't be thinking about. And so she always keeps it real. Yeah, I love that. The last word is supportive. Oh, I have to say my mother on this one, Teresa Roberts. Um, she and of course, let me also shout out my dad, although it's a female podcast. But um, my mother is um, one of the most supportive people. It doesn't matter what time of day I call her, she will make a way to provide and give me any answers or as close to the answer that she can that I need. So my mother, Teresa Roberts. Before we go, can you please uh, shout out your shameless plug so our listeners can connect with you? Yeah, so you can connect with me on Instagram. I am at Olivia underscore Roberts and Olivia starts with an A. Um, And then on Twitter, you can find me at at OT Olivia Payton um, and Payton is P-A-D-E-N. 
um, give me a follow and I, I will be excited to give you a follow back. That's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time just to kind of share your truth and where you're at and just excited to see what's to come. Yes. Well, thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad that you are highlighting other women um, for your podcast. I think it's so important that we can see what each other are doing and see how we make and follow behind some other women's footsteps as well as create our own paths using what we learn from other women. So I thank you for taking the time to invest in this podcast. I think it's such important work and such great work that you're doing. Ah, Thanks, Olivia. Well, I just appreciate it and we'll chat soon. Thanks. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ladies Who Lead podcast. Guess what? We have a $50 gift card to Anthropology up for grabs. That's right. It's a giveaway. All you have to do is go to Apple Podcasts, rate, review, and subscribe to the Ladies Who Lead podcast, and you'll enter to win. It's that simple. It's a $50 gift card to Anthropology. You know, my happy place. For more details, look to our show notes. Until next time, I'm SK Vaughn.